0: man about knowledge. Welcome to today's show. My name is Arnulfo the Diaz Jr. And thanks for listening. Uh, if you found me by mistake, please feel free to press pause and find the next episode of Up First or the Joe Rogan Experience. I appreciate you coming over though. Thanks a lot. Uh, so I am just a 28 year old idiot, dumbass, lazy person who's just trying to work his way through life and make a good living for himself. I have no qualifications. I don't have a college degree. I do have some college credit. I'm actually really close to an associate's degree. Well, it's only taken me over ten years, but I digress. Um, I just say I just want you to know that I'm not an expert. I'm not an, I'm not a reporter. I don't know anything about the fair use laws. Really, I just know that I can't read a whole article. That's about it. I just want to share with you my ideas and thoughts about today's current events and some things that are happening in science and in politics that I feel are important for everyone to know. Because I feel there's just a lot of information out in the world that we just don't look at the news as as important as it used to be. There's just so much of it that we don't even really think about what's happening as it's happening. There's so much being thrown at us that, It's impossible to make one thing important over the other. We live in strange times, as Joe Rogan says, but I also believe that there is hope for everyone in this country, the world, each of us individually. And I want to bring a perspective of hope to all the news in the world and the life that we all lead. I don't know, I, maybe I, I don't qualify to, to to try to give you the most exacting, appropriate view of the news, but I'm just going to give you my little piece of it, alright? There's a lot happening, and I really, really want to talk about it, really want to talk about it. So, welcome to Man About Knowledge. Um, f- today we're going to talk about a couple things. I've got a whole bunch of Trump news, because damn, how can you not talk about it? It's like the most, it's, it's like one of the most important moments in American history. And it's important for us to just appear on it as it's happening with a, with a little bit of glee, a little bit of fear, uh, but uh, with a little bit of lament. Because, look, I don't support the man, but he's the president. And his history is American history. And it's important to really look at it, and to relish in it, just for the story. <laughs> Man, Whew, it's all moving really fast, really fast, and really heavy. Uh, okay, then I'm going to move on to a little bit of news about medicine. Medicine, uh, uh, there's, a, there's a few things that are really kind of cool and important and just, you know, real science i uh, f- I'm going to talk about first how the, I'm sure some of you have actually seen this on Facebook, there's a video floating around, but it's about how permafrost that is melting because of global warming is causing some primordial diseases to come out of the ground and infect people. Crazy. Uh, and then I'm also going to talk about psilocybin. Mushrooms. Shrooms, if you will. Um, And how there's been a lot of research on pinpointing that psilocybin can help with, uh, of all things, anxiety and depression. There's a really interesting article about how psilocybin is helping a lot of patients uh, with uh, depression and anxiety and a lot of other disorders that really interesting. And then I'm gonna end the whole thing with a couple of excerpts from a book that I'm reading. Uh, it's entitled Deadly Emotions. It's about how emotional state affects health. There's some really interesting facts in the book that I really wanna go over before we end everything out. Uh, but first, we're gonna go ahead and start with some current events about the big man, Donald J. Trump. Here we go. <laughs> I'm gonna read a tweet that Donald J. Trump released a few weeks ago. This isn't current news, but it's—I think it's pretty, pretty, pretty important. Then I'm also going to go through a, a bit of a timeline for the last month of some of his, uh, some of his uh, shinier exploits. All right, here we go. A tweet from Donald J. Trump. I'm not going to do a voice. This man is a moron. I will not give this man the highest form of flattery. The following tweet was posted on January twenty-first. The day of the Women's March. Beautiful weather all over our great country. A perfect day for all women to march. Get out there now to celebrate the historic milestones and unprecedented economic success and wealth creation that has taken place over the last 12 months. Lowest female unemployment in 18 years. Wow. He literally took the very thing because of him and made it about him. It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Isn't that not kind of amazing? His absolute disregard of this man's words is amazing. And the fact that his own party completely ignores his exploits on for the most part is completely staggering to me and what's funny is that the government is controlled by him and the republicans but they're having such a really hard time controlling anything that things are getting so nasty that there's literal infighting in our government it's insanity also i think nancy pelosi who is part of the lead was like the head leadership for the Democratic Party, she is ready to go apeshit nuclear on Donald Trump. I don't have any articles or any proof about this, but I have a feeling that she is ready to burst. Also, given the fact that this memo was released, which, this memo is a... Have you heard of the memo? It's the memo about how FBI agents were colluding to basically undermine the Trump presidency, therefore delegitimizing the FBI investigation against Trump. What's what's really staggering about that, about, about that memo being released is that it is literally causing infighting within our own government structure and justice system, where one party is literally delegitimizing an entire part of our investigative force that weakens our country in a way that ha- has been unprecedented and really quite scary but i guess this is what tr- this is what putin wanted and, and I, i'm not saying that i think that the russians did anything had anything to do with the election i do believe they they with fucks, they fucks with some shit they 100% did and this party politics that we're in has caused the fact that the FBI is trying to investigate collusion with the Russians by the Trump campaign has caused an entire party to fight against the FBI, essentially undermining our entire justice system, is a fucking travesty. But that's just me. And, uh, but, but to the bigger point about this tweet, let's get back to the tweet. As a man, I want to say that I'm sorry. I know that my sorry does not count for much, but for what it's worth, I am sorry. Misogyny is rampant and systematic in our society. And this is just me speaking. I feel that some of it is definitely taught. Just like gender roles are partly taught. They are part of the same lessons that say a man is supposed to pay for dinner, or a boy plays with a truck, or toy guns. And I'm not trying to make excuses for anyone, and I am in no way saying that men who purposefully cause the Complete separation of equality between men and women in the workforce and government office is to be excused. I just want to say I'm sorry on behalf half of the entire male race, especially due to the fact that our society trains us to kind of be misogynistic from the get-go. We just do it sometimes without even thinking. I I have to say that I have... I have been misogynistic and not even realizing I was doing it, and I'm sorry. And I and, and uh, th- this this thing that is happening now, the Me Too movement, and it's Times Up. Th- th- these I believe are natural, um, just natural uh, uh, answers to the current climate in our country, especially because of the Trump presidency, because of, obviously, I don't have to say the things that I think point to that direction. Um, I think we can all point to videos and audio recordings of decades-long acts of Mr. Trump. But Women's March was because of him. The only way that we're going to truly stop these kind this attitude of misogynistic socialism is by what is happening, which is amount to social warfare that is being waged right now. I think it's a necessary thing that has to happen. I just hope that the outcome of this warfare is not. The fact that employers are going to start separating women, because I feel that there's possibility of 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 a, of a kind of <clears throat> an outcome where uh, employers start to actually segregate women in in a certain way, just to answer all of these very heated times in this country. This man has weakened our country, okay, and and it's it's so fucking blatant you know at the beginning of his presidency i wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt that was at the beginning but now i just can't and i won't apologize for not liking the man i think it's okay for me not to like this man especially because he's my president and i have the right not to like my president that is one of the biggest saving graces of our country I believe it, it, was, it, was a, it was a Supreme Court justice who said during the actual proceedings against flag burning, when the Supreme Court voted to allow that act to be protected by the First Amendment, he said a very powerful thing. He said that the flag protects those who hold it in contempt. And that is the, the one thing that I think is keeping us together. But I'm hopeful. I really am. I believe this moment in our history is an important one. And I think that it was going to happen in some way or form like this at some point. Because Trump is the last, he's the last big great hope, the last holdout or the last last strength push of the misogynistic, racist, old, rich guard in this country who is dying, who wants to keep this world subverted and completely separated and segregated. They are dying and they're losing their power, and I believe Donald Trump is their last arbiter. He will be the end of what I believe to be the racist old, ignorant, sociopathic, old guard, and when they go, he will go, and I believe that we will be better for having him around. Because we are now looking at the presidency and the government and ourselves and realizing that there are things that need to be changed and things that need to happen so that we can move beyond and evolve as a society. Moving on. Let's move on to something else that Donald Trump has done in the last month. Well, actually, not the last month. He actually apparently tried to do this that summer, around June. And this has been validated by several sources. Donald Trump tried to have his White House counsel... Fire Robert Mueller, the special counsel who is overseeing the investigation of Russian meddling in the 2016 election, or campaign, rather. This act, he didn't do it. He didn't do it because his White House counsel threatened to quit before he fired. fired Robert Mueller. Now... Let's put that on pause for a section. Let's go back a couple years. Actually, a couple decades to Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon, who resigned the presidency. He wasn't impeached. He resigned because he knew he was going to be impeached. Because he meddled with his own election. That's funny, isn't it? (laughs) Anyway, Richard Nixon, on what is now known as the Saturday Massacre, fired... The special counsel who was investigating his meddling in the Watergate scandal, he had his attorney general fire him. Because of that, his attorney general quit. So his attorney general quit and the special counsel on the investigation was fired. This is why it is known as the Saturday Massacre. Uh, Soon after that, the Supreme Court voted to have him release all of his Watergate tapes. He eventually tried to release transcripts, edited transcripts of the tapes, but the Supreme Court demanded that he release all of them, so he had to. He knew he was going to be found guilty of meddling in his election, so he quit the presidency before he could be impeached. Back to current day isn't it not a it's 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 honestly rather interesting how the parallels between trump and richard nixon are right now it's kind of amazing at this point it is as if somebody is trying their best to mimic those acts which is strange but alas he did not get to fire robert Mueller not now, and there's a lot of people who are saying that if he fired Robert Mueller, it would be the end of his presidency because it would be clear, clear obstruction of justice. And the president is not a king. Regardless of what people believe the government can and cannot do or whether or not you trust that the government will do what's right, There is a system of checks and balances, and those checks and balances can destroy a presidency if the president goes too far. Now, you know, some people of my generation may not believe that the government will do the right thing. I do. I think it has to. Because we are clearly weakened right now. Weakened in a large way. And we cannot continue to hemorrhage our power like this. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Let's move away from Donald Trump for the moment, for the day, for the podcast, and move on to medical science news. I'm going to start with something a little bit more dreary, and then I'm going to move on to something a little nicer and happier involving mushrooms. And I do mean magic mushrooms. Shrooms, if you will. Delicious, delicious shrooms. All right. So there is an article printed on the BBC. Uh, It was written by Jasmine Fox Kelly on May 4th, 2017. The article is entitled, There are diseases hidden in the ice and they are waking up. I'll read an excerpt from it. I can't read the whole thing, but I will read the uh, top summary of what the article states. Throughout history, humans have existed side by side with bacteria and viruses. From the bubotic plague to smallpox, we have evolved to resist them, and in response, they have developed new ways of infecting us. We have had antibiotics for almost a century, ever since Alexander Fleming discovered penicillin. In response, bacteria has responded by evolving antibiotic resistance. The battle is endless, because we spend so much time with pathogens, we sometimes develop a kind of natural stalemate. However, what would happen if we were suddenly exposed to deadly bacteria and viruses that have been absent for thousands of years, or that we have never met before? We may be about to find out. Climate change is melting permafro- permafrost soil that has been frozen for thousands of years. And as the soil melt, as the soil melts, they are releasing ancient viruses and bacteria, having lain dormant, are springing back to life. Now I can't read the rest of the article, but there's a story in here about a 12 year old boy that died from an anthrax exposure and there's also been about 20 people hospitalized after being infected by anthrax. I didn't know anthrax was just a natural bacterium or virus that just existed in the world, but apparently these they but the but the theory is that a reindeer was infected by anthrax a long time ago, died, fell on the ground and then was covered in snow and rain and over years and years and years, that snow and rain covered the carcass and then as global warming rose to where it is now, melting the snow and ice above the carcass, allowed for the anthrax that killed this reindeer to be released in the environment. Causing the infection of several people and the death of this young boy. Pretty sad, and also something, an effect of global warming that I didn't even think about. The article goes on to say that there's a possibility of many diseases being released from melting permafrost. They literally state the words melting ice could potentially open a Pandora's box of diseases. Incredible, insane, and also really, really kind of metal when it comes to nature. It's it's crazy. Um, I just thought that was a really interesting article and I thought I'd bring it up. Um, Now, moving on to something a little bit more lighter. Uh, There's this article in the New York Times that was released on December 1st of 2016. This story is about shrooms. And I am talking about psilocybin, which is the chemical in magic mushrooms that causes the psychedelic trips and visuals and the diving into the abyss while trying to find yourself. If you've ever done shrooms, if you're ever going to do shrooms, stay away from strobe lights and be with people that you know that have done it and know what's up. Be with friends. The experience is so much better that way. I don't condone doing drugs. All I'm saying is if you are going to do them, do that. I have also done them, and they're great. Excuse me. So the article is called A Dose of Hallucinogen from a Magic Mushroom and the Lasting Peace. I'm going to read a little bit of an excerpt from this. Psilocybin has been illegal in the United States for more than 40 years. But a doctor who has just finished treatment for stage 4 Hodgkin's lymphoma was participating in a study looking at whether the drug can reduce anxiety and depression in cancer patients. Throughout the eight hour session, a psychiatrist and a social worker from NYU's Medical Center stayed by her side. About 80% of cancer patients showed clinically significant reductions. In both psychological disorders, a response sustained some seven months after the single dose. Side effects were minimal. In both trials, the intensity of the mythical experience described by patients coordinated with the degree to which their depression and anxiety decreased. Essentially, what I think this is saying is that the experience that the patients had while they were under the influence was in direct intensity with how much depression or anxiety they were feeling. And after several months of doing the treatment, they actually still felt the lightening of their anxieties for months. This is interesting, and then like there's a there's a there's a huge school of thought out there that psychedelics are kind of uh, in some ways important for the development of the human brain Um, like there's there's some studies out there that state that there's a possibility that the reason that humanity developed this big juicy brain was because of going on psychedelic trips with mushrooms and just kind of like seeing the world in a different way I don't have those articles I just read them a while ago again I'm not an expert I'm just kind of talking on my ass right now but I think it's interesting it's interesting to note how how just putting the brain in a different state can really change the way you think about things. Um, there's, a, there, there's, there's still a viable um, treatment out there for depression, which is actually shock therapy. Shock therapy is still used today for very severe cases of depression. And it's just interesting how just putting some kind of stimuli in the brain to change the way we think truly works. In, trying, in getting someone out of the rut of depression Depression is very much a disease And is very much um, physical as it is psychological So it's interesting to see how a substance A chemical put into the brain By something natural could possibly help relieve those symptoms Okay, now I'm going to move on To a book that I'm reading right now It's called Deadly Emotions It's by uh, a doctor named Don Colbert MD. Uh, I'm actually going to be reading uh, a lot of this book in the coming month, and I'll probably give you guys some other excerpts from it. But today, I just want to read a couple passages from the beginning of the book that uh, actually states some links between the emotional state of a human being and their physical state, is how it affects the physical state. The, uh, this part of the book is called The Scientific Link and Growth To emotions and the physical body, it's basically a list of how uh, of studies and research that has been done that links uh, our emotional state to conditions and disorders. All right, here we go. In a ten-year study, individuals who could not manage their emotional stress had a forty percent higher death rate than non-stressed individuals. Next. A Harvard Medical School study of 1,623 heart attack survivors concluded that anger brought on by emotional conflict doubled the risk of subsequent heart attacks compared to those who remained calm. Not a big surprise there. The Harvard School of Public Health conducted a 20-year study that involved more than 1,700 older men, the study found that the men who worried about social conditions, health, and personal finances had a significantly increased risk of coronary heart disease. A study of two hundred and two professional women found that the tension between career and personal commitment to spouse, children, and friends was a factor associated with heart disease in women. An international study of 2,829 people between the ages of 55 and 85 found that individuals who reported the highest levels of personal mastery of control over their life events had a nearly 60% lower risk of death compared with those that felt relatively helpless in the face of life challenges. A heart disease study at the Mayo Clinic found that psychological stress was the strongest uh, predicator of future uh, cardiac events, including cardiac death, cardiac arrest, and heart attack. This book goes on to explain the actual links the biological, emotional links to some of these studies and kind of goes through the myriad of how, a myriad uh, scope of the effect of the emotional state on the physical body. It's a really interesting book. Uh, I'll read more of that on the next podcast that I released. But for now, that is it, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you'll come back. I'm going to try to continue this thing for at least 100 episodes. That's my goal. Uh, That should take me probably two to three years, I'm thinking, is what it's going to do. going to take me, but uh, thanks a lot for listening to this one. I appreciate it. Uh, I do have some social medias that I am putting together, and i uh, in the next episode, if I have them all together, I'll give you the links to that. So at the end of this episode, I'm going to go ahead and close it out by giving you guys a song from the American Music Archive. It's called The St. Louis Blues by Kathleen Martin. Y'all have a good one. Thank you. <music>